This is a story from the land of Nod. Hi, my name is Annie and I create everything that you see and hear here at Land of Nod. If you would like to support the work that I do, please consider going to patreon.com forward slash land of Nod learning. Thank you. Fionn and the Fianna Did you know that the night we call Halloween has ancient roots in the Samhain Festival? In Celtic Ireland about 2,000 years ago, Samhain was the division of the year between the lighter half, summer, and the darker half, winter. At Samhain, the division between this world and the next was at its very thinnest, allowing spirits to pass through. Well, many, many years ago, it was the eve of Samhain when the High King Khan of the Hundred Battles held a great feast in Tara, which lasted for six whole weeks. Lesser kings and chiefs came from every part of Ireland to drink wine and eat wild boar and roasted wolf, to listen to the music of the harp and to hear stories told of the olden days, hundreds of years ago, when Conquebar MacNiasa ruled and the most famous warrior in Ireland was Cúchulainn. Khan had a special band of warriors called the Fianna. They were brave but quarrelsome and they had a hopeless leader, a man named Gull MacMorna. MacMorna inspired no loyalty in his men, for all he thought about was himself and advancing members of his own family to positions of power. Sitting at the top table, King Khan said, Let the feasting begin, and remember that from now until the end of the feast, nobody may draw a weapon, no matter what quarrels you had last week or last year. It was a strange sight in the feasting hall to see so many fierce warriors sitting there like lambs, many of them with wounds of past battles not yet healed. There were bloody heads and broken noses and great scars running down cheeks. But there was a smile on every face, which grew wider as the platters of steaming food were brought in and the cup of mead passed round. Suddenly, there was a commotion at the door and a voice said, Let me pass! All heads turned to see a tall young man with white blonde hair stride up the hall and bow low in front of the king. Who are you? asked the king. The young man drew himself up proudly. I am Fionn McCool. My father served you well as head of the Fianna until he was killed at the Battle of Cassimloch by Gull MacMorna. Ooh! Breaths were drawn in and heads swivelled in the direction of MacMorna. But... Fionn continued, I come here in peace today and to offer my services to you, King, and to fight for you in the Fianna like my father fought before me. And with that he took off his sword and, kissing the hilt, laid the sword before the King. When Con spoke there was a tremble in his voice, for Cool had been a dear friend of his as well as a brave warrior. I remember your father well, he was a good and loyal friend, and I am very glad to welcome you to this feast, Fionn and to have you in the Fianna. Now he beckoned the young man. Come up here and sit at my table and have a drink of mead, for I can tell that you have travelled far. The Feast of Sound is always special in Ireland, for this is the time there is a passage between the world of the Shida, or the fairies, and our world, and when the Tuatha Dé come out and mix with the mortals. Strange things happen, and sometimes... Mortal children are stolen by the Shida 
and fairies left in their place. In Tara, the feasting had just begun. Fionn sat beside Art, the king's son, and everybody in the feasting hall remarked on what a handsome young man he was. And many sitting there had memories of how powerful the Fina had been under his father's command. They ate and drank and then sat back, listening to the music of ten harpers. Then Con stood up to speak, and silence fell on the hall. You know that tonight, at the stroke of midnight, the doors between this world and the world of the Shira will be flung open, he said. At that very moment for the last nine years, Goblin Alon of the Flaming Breath has left his wrath and come here to Tara and burned my palace to the ground. Nobody can defend it, for everybody is lulled to sleep by his fairy music. Heads around the feasting hall nodded in agreement, and faces grew tense and anxious as they recalled what had happened in previous years. Now I have had enough, Khan said. Every year we have to start rebuilding. Every year animals are burned alive. And last year a little girl, the daughter of one of my servants, was lost. If any warrior can save Tara from this goblin, I will give him any reward he asks for. He looked around the room, but nobody would meet his eyes. The chieftains shuffled their feet, and the Fina looked embarrassed, but nobody took up the king's challenge. Then, Fionn stood up. If I kill this goblin, can I take up my father's place as head of the Fianna? he asked. Con looked towards MacMorna. Well? he asked him. But MacMorna was examining his hands, a sheepish expression on his face. Of course you can. For if you slay this goblin, then your rightful place is the head of the Fianna. The king beamed at his new warrior. Fionn walked out into the ramparts, closing the doors behind him. It was a bitterly cold night, and as he was drawing his cloak around him, he heard a whisper from the shadows. He stared, but could only make out a strange black shape. Fionn, said a voice. I was a friend of Cool, and fought by his side at the Battle of Castle Mock. Long have I waited for this day. Here, take the spear made of silver and embossed with gold. When you hear the music of the Shira, all you have to do is place the blade of this spear to your forehead, and you will be able to withstand the magic of fairy music. The shape disappeared back into the darkness, so that Fionn could not make out who had been there. He took his spear and walked out to the edge of the ramparts to begin his watch. He did not have long to wait. Two minutes before the clock in the Great Hall struck twelve, a mist descended on the countryside in front of the palace. As the clock began to chime, a goblin-like figure rose out of the mist and perched on a stone a few yards from Fionn. The creature took a silver flute from his pocket and began to play on it. The music was slow, sweet and melancholy. Fionn found himself beginning to yawn. A great weariness began to spread throughout his body and his eyelids grew heavy. All he wanted to do was sleep. With great difficulty he raised the spear to his forehead and as the cool metal touched his skin he was suddenly alert and full of energy. He watched as the goblin put away the flute and opened his mouth wide. 
a huge flame came shooting out and began to snake its way towards the wooden doors. But Fionn ripped off his cloak, threw it on the flame and stamped it out. Then he turned and made a run at the creature. The goblin gave a yelp of fear and leapt from the rampart with Fionn after him. He was small and fast and sure-footed, but Fionn was fit and had much longer legs. Just as the goblin was about to re-enter his wrath, Fionn caught him. Now, he said, you've caused enough trouble here in Tara. For seven years the king has suffered from your evil deeds, but not any more. And with that he took out his sword and cut off the goblin's head. Carrying the gruesome head aloft, he brought it back to Tara, where the king and all the warriors were gathered on the ramparts. I don't think you'll have any more trouble with this goblin, said Fionn, as he stuck the head up on the wall for all to see. And I don't think I'll have any trouble with my Fiona, the king replied, with you at their head. And they all went inside, where goblets were raised to toast the new head of the Fiona. Even Gol McMorna raised his. My reign is over, he said. I'm handing back the leadership of the Fianna to the family of Cool. I know a great warrior when I see one. And Fionn took MacMorna's hand in his. Let there be no more quarrels between Con's warriors, he said. Our loyalty is to our king and to Ireland, and we will pledge ourselves to this cause. And Fionn turned out to be the greatest warrior the Fianna ever had. The end.